Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. It's Monday, January 25th. We have a Super Bowl. They did it. They got it down to two teams somehow, Charlotte. And it is what? It's I wasn't really paying attention. It's Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Yeah, it, it sure is. It sure is. It is the most laden with storylines. I'm I'm sick of it already. I'm sick <laughs> of it already, Sal, but we got a Super Bowl. Did you know, Charlotte? I don't know if anyone's brought this up, but this is the first time a team has played in their uh, home field. It's, this is mm. not going to... Uh, mm-hmm. Did you hear this before? I want to be on record saying it first, but... Yeah, no. Tampa at, Bay. Wait. Yes, Tampa, it's a, Tampa's it's a, playing in Tampa. It's the Tampa facility where they're playing. Yeah. So Dave, it's a home Super Bowl? Never happened before. I'm oh telling you my, right now. It's a, oh, my God. Look Why are back. people talking about that? Yeah. I don't know. They should talk about it. I, I feel like they should have a couple more days to talk about it. And that's it. We got to put a limitation on that. They got two that. weeks, Sal. Got to put they a limitation on, weeks. on uh, Brady being the oldest quarterback ever. But Fandle Davis set this up at Kansas City minus three. And it was open at 57 and a half, which was the largest over under in history. Now down to 56 and a half. Still a giant number. Um, Wow, I don't know. I don't know where to start here. Our, uh, well, let's start with our extra points for extra pay parlay, which lost because of me. Thank you. I had Green Bay. We had a nice line minus one and a half, and that game was uh, insane. I'm going to be honest with you. I had a Zoom funeral to attend. Oh um, God! During the third quarter of that oh, game. My- so obviously, was it I'm Aaron d- Rodgers's? It, yeah, it was Aaron oh, Rodgers. Oh my! And I'm looking sassy. back. At, I'm doing back and forth. It was our our friend Dave uh, David Weinstein, David, and so we and uh, and he's very funny in his eulogy and everything. And I'm trying to catch both and uh, cursing at the TV and and tearing oh up God. and also laughing at Weinstein's uh, eulogy. But anyway, that uh, is so dark. <laughs> good Lord, those Packers! I know there was a lot going on. I had to look at sport jacket on. I'm like, I'm gonna hide myself. Why everyone's hidden here? Um, but, wow, uh, Zoom- I didn't. I never have considered the Zoom rules for a funeral. So you put on a jacket, not a tie, though. <laughs> I put on a jacket, and then I saw like eighty percent. Like there were seventy-five people in the room. About eighty percent were hidden, and they were. Um, I see. And uh, and we we kept you know we, we checked every eight seconds to make sure we were muted because you know something inappropriate was coming out on this end. But we were. And uh, but that is the way to go. I have to say, Zoom funerals. Everyone spoke afterwards, and they did it in th- a nice tribute, and you don't have to be around. And uh, it was good. Anyway, as Charlotte pointed out, another Zoom funeral for the Green Bay Packers and their coaching staff. My God, I don't remember um, to the end of both halves being screwed up as much in one game as they were for this. Packers game, Mike Pettin pulling the Greg Williams, a guy was fired for employing the defense that he did at the end of the first half, which allowed Tom Brady to go down and, and throw a, a bomb to Scotty Miller. They were about to punt the ball and then cooler heads prevailed. They're like, let's take a shot at the end zone. It was there. I, I don't know. No safety help. No, nothing. What was Dave? What did you think of that play? That was insane. I mean, I thought it was it was just insane, and I felt a little bad for Kevin King giving that one up. He had some responsibility there, getting smoked yeah. like that. But yeah, you it's uh, it's on the coordinator. Um, yeah, that uh, I tried to blur my eyes and eliminate all the any bad calls or blown plays by anybody who wasn't 
name mm-hmm. Brady or Rogers in that one and just tried to drink in the enormity of the moment for both of those guys and what we're going to be thinking about in two weeks and two years and 20 years from now and what this means and how significant it is. And people like to diminish it, but it's what we've been talking about. Certainly I've been talking about now for not just uh, the last few weeks, but I guess for the last, you know, 20 years, I love these stakes games. I love what these games mean. And now we have another one imperfect though. It is. I preferred Rogers versus Mahomes and what that would mean for those two guys. And if Rodgers had gotten one, obviously now Rodgers, whether you like it or not, can no longer ever try to claim I'm the greatest quarterback of all time. That game yesterday is those were the stakes for him. Now, instead, we have this pass the torch game between Mm. Brady, the all time greatest. And you have to blur your eyes, speaking of which, where he's concerned, because This thing that, you know, like everybody else, I've decreed Tom Brady's obviously the greatest quarterback in the history of of the game, and it's our most beloved game, so he's the greatest athlete of all time. He now has outstripped Michael Jordan and anyone else in that regard, but the confusing part about Tom Brady is your eyes can see he's not the most talented guy out there, so what gives? It really is... the uh, well, he's forty three. He's forty three. Maybe we should. Well, we even when he was even when he was thirty, right in his prime, you wouldn't say that's the most talented guy I've ever seen do it. You would never no. make that claim. But it's it's really just it, it's it defies. I hate when people say I don't have the words. Well, then you should get a thesaurus and learn some words. But in this case, I don't know that we have the available uh, words to describe that this guy, it just makes no sense. It's thrown everything out of whack. Yeah. That Tom Bra- 10 Super Bowls. What? It's insanity. Well, first of all, I don't know what all, to say about it. When you say, everybody else is saying the same when you thing, say but. Aaron Rodgers had a chance to make a claim for being the greatest, I disagreed. I didn't think going into the, that was up for grabs. I think maybe he could pass Montana or be on par with Montana with another Super Bowl win. But when you talk about Tom Brady, we'll go over his accomplishments. And by the way, I don't want to do this. I, I, Charlotte's not one of them, but I have a lot of Patriots fan friends. Dave, you do too. The biggest assholes you'll ever meet. <laughs> I don't want to toot Tom Brady's so. horn. Thank but you. That's actually a very high compliment. Yes, that you would of course. That. But when he has 33 playoff wins, which is like 20 more than second place or double, double second place, like no one's catching that. No one's catching that in our lifetime, Dave. That's what's scary. Like, okay, he's the greatest ever. Now let's go on to the next one. I think Mahomes is the only choice, the only hope to see someone better than Brady in our lifetime. Like, I, I well, think the because problem we're, is, we're, we're running out of years is basically what right. I'm saying. Dave, you guys, Sean, no, no, no. Yeah, First of all, if Tom Brady can play till he's 43, you guys can stick around long enough to see if Mahomes can also play until he's 43. No, but you see how I eat. You would never. <laughs> but I'll be and I'll be senile by then. I won't remember. Right. Brady, right. Fair. Who's the Brady? <laughs> I do think, though, I think I, I, Dave, when you say like, you know, you look at Brady and you don't think he, he doesn't play like a Mahomes. He doesn't sort of defy physics in the same way. I think part of it, because I've been, you know, obviously I've been thinking nonstop about this because mm. as a Pats fan, like and, and I wrote an article about um, I don't have to get into that because it's kind of boring at this point, honestly. But I hoped maybe for other Pats fans, it might be somewhat cathartic of like, I don't know how to feel. I straight I just like. It is the weirdest sports like fandom thing I've ever had to deal with, with Brady being in the Super Bowl with another team. But I think that part of what has contributed to his being so great is a, he, he just sticks around. He shows up, he, he keeps 
playing and he keeps playing at a high enough level that he defies whatever odds against like if you play that it's sort of statistics right if you play that much and you're that good even if you don't look like a Mahomes or whatever you're gonna do well and you're gonna win but I also think it's sort of it's the less tangible stuff I think he's an incredible team leader I think that you saw Dave I saw you tweet about this and I'd picked on, up on it too. And he was giving his speech at the end of the, you know, he, he said, let's get some other guys up here. You know, he didn't want to hog the spotlight. And I know from talking to the guys who run his social media, and this is, it seems like a very silly thing. You know, I was obsessed with his fake newspaper that he did on Instagram. Mm. But when I talked to them, they said, we had to run each one by Tom so that we weren't making him too much of the only hero. He wanted to he he made them take him out of one mm. of the comics because he felt that it didn't highlight the other guys enough and it made him seem like too much of a um you know god in it. And I think he's really good at rallying a locker room. I think he's the kind of guy that he steps into the locker room, you're like, oh cool, dad's home, we're gonna be okay. And yeah. then he takes you out onto the field and does what he's done. He has this unbelievable confidence and coolness that I do think makes up for whatever the fact that he can't run, you know? Yeah. And absolutely. I mean, yeah, Dave, you're, you're right. And Charlie, you're right. Like he's not as athletic as a Lamar Jackson or so many others that we've seen, um, doesn't have the arm strength of, uh, you know, a uh, uh, Josh Allen, but he has it. And to Charlotte's point, guys want to play with him. Antonio mm -hmm. Brown wants to play with him. Gronk's career is over. He wants to play with him. Not to mention all the defensive players that Tampa got in the mix because Tom Brady was the quarterback. And it's not, Charlotte, I read your article. You kind of put it perfectly. No making excuses. Simply the greatest to ever do it. Ten Super Bowls means it's no fluke. You want to say he yeah. got help yesterday? He had three interceptions. It wasn't his best game. Fine. Um, he struck when he needed to. And damn it, they're in the freaking Super Bowl again. I, uh, how, how it happens, I don't know, and I don't care anymore. The numbers are just overwhelming. And you might have said, forget it, close the book on it after he beat Atlanta in the Super Bowl because that was one where he stepped up and it wasn't a Coach Belichick thing. It's like, okay, boom. And then since then, he's won another one against the Rams, and now he's here again. Uh, you can't say enough about it. You really I, can't. I mean, we've now we've now transcended mere uh, pro football QB talk, and and now extended it to Michael Jordan and anyone yeah. else you want to bring up. Different sports. Um, yeah. With yeah. that, and you know, first of all, there is something of the Frank Gore effect um, where Tom Brady's concerned, which is to say that um, he's he was never an electric physical specimen, so. He hasn't lost that. Like if your if your game is based around, um, let's say Cam Newton's style of ball, well, you're, it's going to be diminishing returns or Ben Roethlisberger even taking shots and everything else. Mm -hmm. Like it's hard to imagine either one of those two guys playing at forty three at a high level because so much of their game has been predicated. Their success has been on their physical attributes, shoving off other giant human beings, running away from those guys yeah. and everything else. Tom Brady was never that. He was never that when he was 26. So he hasn't lost anything in that regard. He's only gotten sharper, but it really, it, it, it um, but it wasn't remarkable it's, it's, in that we, we mentioned Joe Montana. He wasn't like that either. Right. Not a, not a great physical no, right. specimen, but just a presence, right? It's something you can't even really explain. But other than that, I think it's, he's back I, again. <laughs> I think the closest you can get to explaining it is that he has, if he doesn't have, I mean, first of all, I think that 
he is a pretty remarkable physical specimen in terms of like being a quarterback in the NFL is so yeah. hard. Getting to a Super Bowl is so hard. You have to be, you have to have an innate athleticism, whether that's, you know, you know, Lamar Jackson who can run or, you know, Josh Allen's arm, as you said, but I also think that he has such an unbelievable read of defenses and he has, he is so much practice that mm-hmm. he knows where guys are going to be. It's instinct at this point. It's, it's a, uh, even if his reflexes aren't, you know, say they're like half, you know, a point millisecond uh, slower than they used to be. He still has this unbelievable knowledge of the game and the sure. practice to know where everything's coming from, that that's worth, that's worth more than being fast. Honestly, even if you're, even if the game has changed to where pocket passers aren't doing as much as they used to, mm-hmm. he's so good at it that that, that does it. And I mean, he'll still make mistakes. Like he threw three picks, but yeah. it, it's like, you can't, you can't explain these things away. You can't be like, Oh, well, he still threw three picks or like, Oh, well, the pass cheated or like, Oh, well, he got lucky calls. It's like those things it doesn't matter at this point. Enough things have yeah. happened that are not that, that you can't say. Yeah, we have a pretty good sample on. size at this yeah. point. Yeah, right. Well, and the, <laughs> the, to, to those who wish to ascribe this to um, outsized good luck with Tom Brady, it's it's funny because people <clears throat> right. insist. I mean, after the game, I it gives me no pleasure to anoint Tom Brady clearly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I feel the same no way. Of lifetime, but, <laughs> but boy, oh boy, you really, you really got to go deep in the well of cynicism to try and to to suggest that Tom Brady is is just uh, b- fluked his way into this. Of course, <laughs> there are lucky events, Tuck Rule, and starting there, and and as recently as three bad interceptions, and he's got lucky that Mike Pettin threw that defense at him. And everything in between, but of course, you know, Mary Mario Manningham's catch and David Tyree's catch and uh, Wes Welker's drop, and I can I can summon any number of things that went against Tom Brady that kept him from right. having yeah. even more, totally. obviously. But I think the thing, <clears throat> and and I get why high end athletes who are in full control of, like Charlotte says, with their social media and beyond, and what you're allowed to ask. I mean, these quarterbacks. I don't know if the general public is fully aware of it. You know why you don't you don't see Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or anybody else as available as you see like the 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 second cornerback on NFL teams they are able to restrict and insulate themselves largely oh yeah um, from um, all that sort of stuff. I get why they don't like ultimately when they're the man in their sports town. They don't like other people. Like, you don't get to determine my narrative. I remember Brett Favre and Peyton Manning both saying that, scolding the media. You're not in charge of my narrative. I No, no, we are. We do get to tell the story. And let me tell you hmm. this story. I get why they don't like it. I don't know why fans don't like it because that's the whole point of us watching sports. So let's do the math here and now. Tom Brady is going to his 10th Super Bowl now. He's already won six of them. Is that right? He's won six Super Bowls. Yeah. Michael Jordan did not do this with the Wizards. You can, he is now, Tom mm-hmm. Brady has now traveled this success away from Belichick. There is no sort of like mm-hmm. Jerry Rice without Montana or vice versa. That that jive is over with. He it, Michael Jordan left the, the bubble of the Bulls and went to the Wizards and was fine, but he didn't do what Tom Brady has just done. Wayne Gretzky went to the Los Angeles Kings. They succeeded. They didn't win a title, and the Edmonton Oilers were still so um, loaded up with talent that they went and won the Stanley Cup without him. The, the, the Patriots, conversely, fell on their face. I think this is 
fascinating. And, and this is, uh, uh, we've never seen anything like this. Brady's the best. And now the real question, and I'm not just poking at you, Charlotte, or Patriots fans. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Bill Belichick? Is 2021 mm. now massive for Bill Belichick's legacy? Oh, you're a dummy if you think that that matters. I think it matters, and I think it will matter to people in 25 years from now if, right. if Bill Belichick never does anything without Tom Brady. How say you, Sal? Did Belichick watch this game? Is he now nervous about, I better put something special together because it looks pretty clear now that Tom Brady you know, was uh, was I, the driver I was, and I was, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this and... You know, if Belichick was a swell guy. He would, tr- for for charity, he would put up a seat next to him to view Super Bowl 55. Like, how much would that fetch to watch Super Bowl 55 with Bill Belichick? And maybe it would be boring. Maybe he would just sit there and grunt for uh, four hours and through the uh, halftime show and everything else. But um, be pretty special. I would love to see it. I, yes. I, he, can't, he can't be rooting. He can't be rooting for Tom here. Right, Charlotte? I don't. I mean, I think... I think I honestly think that Belichick is part of the reason, obviously, that New England got where they got. And I think he's also the reason that it fell apart. I think if you you can't say if you're both the GM and the coach and you let your roster deteriorate to the point where Tom Brady does not have the weapons or the protection that he needs to do what he clearly can still do. I I almost wanted Tom to move on from New England. I was like, you know what? He's not looking like the same Tom. We're going to need to get another quarterback eventually. And and he clearly knew something that fans couldn't see, which was I can still do this and I'm getting screwed over here, which he took pay cuts to stay in New England. And I'm wondering yeah. if you're Tom Brady, are you a little pissed right now? Are you like, oh, I clearly could have done this with another team yeah. or is it, is it this like, you know, maybe there was some magic there that, that couldn't have existed somewhere else, but it's hard to, it's hard to say that now. And I, for me, yeah, I am, I am a little pissed. I'm like, Oh my God, you like, I think Belichick's hubris, Belichick's own, you know, the do your job, the, the being obnoxious with the media, all the things that as past fans, you were kind of like, Oh, well, this is what it takes. You know, I think that's what sunk them. I think if Belichick had any sense of if he if he were able to even make fun of himself a little more or like, you know, have any fun, I don't know that Tom would have left. I don't know. I think it would have been like the most insane dynasty of all time. And now it still is. But yeah, there's a there's a mark on it. And I'm I'm. I'm kind of pit. I, I, but I go back and forth. I'm like, do I want him to win or do I want him not? Like, yeah, I think at this point, I'm like, let's just seal the deal. Like, let's just give him seven rings, greatest of all time, move on. I don't know. I think this is basically a Belichick uh, Zoom funeral right now. We're That's giving, how it feels. Right? This is what I we're was doing. Pissed last night. I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I was like, you, you put him up there with like his best bet in some games last year was Sony Michelle, like with a bum. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. They, they didn't draft the, the very, the shiny pieces that we had. And the, I'll, uh, I want to come back to breaking down this Packers game. Uh, I will say Dave, the, the one thing that Michael Jordan, and this is this, this, you know, this is because of his arrogance. He didn't take, he didn't, he could have had the opportunity, he had the opportunity to get stars on the bullets with him. Right. And he kind of turned it down. He's like, no, good no, for no. you going yeah. bullets. Good for yeah. you, spider. I <laughs> wait, like that. Wait, was it bullets back then? Wasn't it? Bullets? No, it was whiz. He was on it the was, whiz. But oh, I don't shit, care. I'm Go sorry. Bullets. Yeah. It's such a good right. thing. I anyway. forgot. Yeah, that's right. It was the whiz. That's right. It was the wizards. But he could have had. That's he a could've... top 10 worst sports name. I'm, <laughs> it's really they wear turquoise and black like, in our okay, nation. Merlin. 
What country Berlin. are you representing? You play in Washington, D.C., standardly, red, white, and blue. Anyway, please continue. Uh, well, I'll, let me go back to this. So anyway, Jordan did have the opportunity to win with the Wizards or Bullets or whatever, but uh, he, he was too arrogant to do what um, everyone does now is create a super team with free agents, you know, the, the top uh, free agents mm -hmm. around you. So he didn't do that. That said, Brady's the best, and now I want to play Devil's Damashek. Um, right. That defense, Mike Pettin, not even the last play of the half, but it was really three jump balls in the first half that Brady had that uh, that had them with a 21-10 lead. The Godwin one was a jump ball. I, I don't understand the one-on-one -on -one coverage with all these guys. He ended up completing all of them, and it was looking like we were going to, if you go by those first half stats, we were going to have a classic Rodgers-Brady last drive. It ended up being pretty much last drive anyway, but second half, was so bad. Like Rodgers uh -huh. came back, but he was like five for 12 in the fourth quarter. Like they fell apart and then not going for it. Um, that was the first time since 2015. Dan Quinn was the last coach to not go for it down more than um, five points in like three or four minutes left. And what is that saying, Dave? I know you want to get into it later with the coaching carousel, but Rodgers was, of course he's pissed. I'm the freaking MVP. Give me a chance to win this game. You're going to give it Mike Pettin's defense there. That's what you're relying on here to stop Brady. And you're going to kick off right around the two minute warning. That seemed insane. And everybody jumped on it. And by the end, I was like, all right, everyone's, everyone's got this take. So I'll back off. But looking at it now, bizarre, bizarre decision. Well, you can't, you can't now blame because a lot of people, including uh, Jeff Schwartz have been like, see, these are the reasons why you have to have an offensive head coach. Cause they're more progressive. It's like, well, I guess that reason is out the window. That made zero sense, obviously, in the moment. It wasn't 2020 hindsight. Everybody immediately reacted to it, that this was a uh, a weird move. Um, yeah, that was, cr I mean, again, yes, we can nitpick all these things. And, and you know, it's e the, the game moves on and then so does, so does actual time um, move along. And so you don't settle down and, and really focus on it. But there was clear P.I., um, by oh, Devonta, who was that? That I mean, the 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 whole blatantly. I mean, I the jersey hole. A, a couple of things, yes. A couple of things. First of all, I do think that Aaron Rodgers acquitted himself nicely. I mean, the world was come crumbling around him immediately. They 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 fell behind the nightmare scenario for a team that's heavily favored at home. Like, oh my God, we're lose. We're 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 down double digits at home and everything else. Or or they go down seven. He he. Some of those throws he was making in the first half to to get them back into the game. When, when he's rolling out of the end zone, they're down. They're about yeah. to go down two touchdowns if he doesn't, or or at least 10 points, you know. And, yeah, and then they're it hits, right. It's hits Lazard with a 30-yard 30, 30 bullet. Could have been holding in the end zone. Could have been a sack for a safety. But, yeah, that's he dug them out for sure there. But I'll also say that, you know, to, to Brady's point, like, you know, he, he in that 60 minute stretch and he emerges the hero. And I, and I lament, you know, when the Ravens won the Super Bowl eight years ago, that the only thing coming out of that was asking every guy on the team, like, do you feel good for Ray Lewis? Like, I feel good for me. So I feel good. I won the Super Bowl, too. And same thing right. with the Steelers in Ot five. Like, hey, Jerome Bettis won the Super Bowl in his hometown. Yeah, I won the Super Bowl, too. I'm happy for me. Tom Brady deferring a guy who deserves a big shout out he's a giant human being, is Vita Vea. Because what really determined the game, not only that 
the Packers were trying to play catch up for the vast majority of the game, but also they couldn't run the ball. I know that that determined that they didn't uh, try to ride Aaron Jones too hard there. In well, the he game, was but, out. I mean, he he was out. He he got hurt, right? So he only right. had like six. Well, he got banged up with that terrible fumble too. But then AJ yeah. Dillon came in there and did a nice job, Jamal. With but they couldn't really ride the run game the way they have. Yeah, their defense long. was solid. Their their defense you just couldn't pressure, run on them. But they have like four sacks on uh, on Rodgers, and you know, and and conversely, Packers couldn't get a. And I've, I've been uh, again, I've been I've been praising Mike Pettin in that defense for the last seven weeks or so. It's like who ranks up against anybody in terms of like points per game, seventeen points per game. They're right up there. Could not pressure. Uh, Tom Brady, and that was a difference. And when they did pressure him, he threw a 50-50 ball and right. would complete it or something crazy. I want to ask you guys, Charlotte, 1 to 10, hard punch, Brady going to the Super Bowl on another team. 1 to 10. God, I mean, like, I think it's, it's a 10. It's, it sucks. Really? It really sucks. Like, I, I've tried to... And that's why I wrote what I wrote because I don't really know. I felt like I needed thousands of words to explain it because there are so many competing thoughts in my head. But the bottom line is it really sucks. It sucks. And I'm mad at Belichick. And I'm also, you know, I'm like, well, I mean, you know, it takes two to tango. Maybe Brady had said, I'm just like, oh, it's just awful. It's really, it's like, it's 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 watching it's watching dad give my you know the same presents to his new family. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right. brutal. <laughs> let, well, let me ask you that. I mean, this is what I recommend to anyone struggling with that how to root for Tom. You need to start gambling. You have one more chance to start gambling on top. Of, by the way, yeah, uh, Charlotte's the best gambler on this network. She's hit six in a row, <laughs> and really seven if you include her over in the Packers game. Uh, it's insanity yeah, what she's break. done. Uh, the last few bet on Tom Brady. This is what I I have some Patriots fans like, yeah, we're just betting on Tom Brady. It hurts a little less. Maybe could bring that nine or 10 down to a six. I don't think I, I think I'm too emotionally. I think I'm too messed up to bet on it. I think I need to just like, I can't have any (laughs) rooting and I need to just be like, this is happening. I'm going to be very Zen about it. Also, I just want to say it shows you how much this messed me up. Brady being in the Super Bowl with the Bucks that I didn't even start this episode by gloating and being absolutely insufferable about how good I am at gambling now. I like know. that's how you know. I was gonna be, I was gonna be so obnoxious, and then I forgot to be obnoxious because I was too upset. I gave you the opportunity. I started with the extra points for extra pay parlay. I know. And, I can't uh, believe it. That, all right. Well, then I, I I made up for it there. I think Charlotte's hit six in a row. Unbelievable. Swept last weekend. Four games swept uh, this past weekend. Two games. Uh, good job by you, Dave. I ask you the same question, and I expect the answer to be considerably lower the number one to 10. How much does it hurt that Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are in the Super Bowl? <laughs> oh fan. yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, well, listen, as a Steelers fan, the, I think the legitimate question is at this level is like the, the, the ring count, like by franchise. I mean, I know you as a Dallas Cowboys oh, right. fan and San Francisco 49ers fans and everybody gets into that. I mean, Tom Brady, the individual has now, Oh, forget um, it. Yeah. Outdone all, all these friends, it's, it's just hard to fathom. I don't, the, if they were more prominent in, in with either team, it would hurt. Doesn't really hurt me that the, these two guys, they, they were dressed as I was dressed yesterday, watching the game. So, so you want to give it a two, a one or yeah, a I'll two? Go, yeah, I'll give it a, yeah, I'll give it a two or three. I but, guess 
That gets that changes. Let's, 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 let's give it a two or a ten. Let's get the gang back together now, right? Now, like, yeah. let's let's let bygones be bygones. Let's re-get right. the, let, let's get Ben and Bell and Brown. No, let's not do that. They but got anyway. that out of their system. They should come back. Well, I guess it's different if Antonio Brown scores three touchdowns right. and he's doing dances and and uh, in Tampa at fifty-five. So, but by um, the way, as far as that goes, Sal, I don't think it's too early. We have the opening line, and you're encouraging Patriots fans to bet on Tom Brady um, and. Antonio Brown back in there now. I mean, you know, and and um Eric Fisher out. I don't yeah. my initial thought was the reason Tampa's not as much fun getting there is because Casey would be able to work him over. And then I thought, I don't know necessarily know that that's true. And um maybe this is a, you know, we always get lucky with these Super Bowls. Sal and I grew up in a in a time when pretty much every Super Bowl stunk. It was a Blowouts. blowout. And yep. I don't know why that why that syndrome plagued us for like a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, but now pretty much every Super Bowl is good with a couple of exceptions that stand out there. Is this going to be, let me ask you this question, Sal. I'll give mm-hmm. you one to 10. Confidence that this is a dandy. Um. Well, was was Packers Bucks a dandy? Do you mean uh, good? Does dandy yeah, look good? Yeah, dandy- swell. It's going to be a dynamite game. This is going to be... Do you mean dandy, swell, or dynamite? What do you mean? No. Um, (laughs) A blend. A blend. Pretty confident. I'm I'm pretty confident. Do you think this is going to be a good one? Hmm. Yeah, I I I, do. I I was sort of like, ah, they're going to whip them. The Chiefs are going to whip them. And then then you start Mm -hmm. to think about it like, no, they're not. They're not going to. They're not going to. Especially it's in Tampa. I think this might be the best Super Bowl of the past 20 years. I'm serious. Oh, my God. No, listen. Hear me out. Hear me out. These are two guys. When Mahomes gets on the field, you're like we're going to see some magic unless it's against the Raiders for whatever reason, but like in a big game, high stakes, even when he's down, he's proved that he can come back from a deficit so many times that it makes watching it more exciting. Cause you're not sitting there being like, Oh, well they're done. You're like, okay, how is he going to come back? And Brady is a guy, he takes the field and you're like, even if it's, you know, they could be down 25 points. And he mm. can still come back. And I think the fact that both of these guys are so good at coming from behind means that, like, this could be a really, really fun Super Bowl. It could also be terrible, but yeah. any game can always be terrible. And I think that this is like, <laughs> I really do think that this is most likely to be, I'm just super psyched because they're both so confident. And I don't, I can't remember a matchup where it had, they, I don't know who, I don't think there's an underdog. I don't think there's an underdog situation. You can say t- it's Tampa according right. to the odds, but like I don't believe that. I have no idea what's going to happen. Well, let's talk about the odds for a second because I some very smart people I talked to, I'm like, oh my God, the Chiefs should be like a four, a four and a half point favorite here. They're just I thought like, the Bucks were going to be favored. Well, in a way, they should. So here's what happened they don't want to move it off three because uh, all the books, Fandle included, there were like a dozen half million dollar bets on the Bucks plus three and a half yesterday, the hour or two hours leading up to kickoff. So nobody wants to suffer that again. So if they move, do move it to three and a half, they do it at their uh, their own peril, really. But so I'm I'm weird. I read into a line a little. I'm like, oh, I don't want to take the Chiefs because it's scary and it's three. It's like, well, if you think they're better, just take them. We'll get to those numbers in in a second. If you like the favorite, the favorite will cover in the Super Bowl. Nine times out of ten, that the favorite wins, they're going to cover. It's just, it's just a weird thing, and uh, that's what happens. But um, I got to say, I don't know with the Bucks. 
I, I, what it could be good. I think this Fisher being out is the equalizer. Like, I don't know. Watch the tape. Is this Bucks team worse than the 49ers were a year ago? 49ers who were up with 10 minutes left or, um, are the chiefs much better than that team? I think they can make it a game. I think I, I sure think they, they could be alive in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, I, that's uh, the, the short answer is to, for me is yeah. Especially when you, throw Antonio Brown back into the mix and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a guy who's, who's a playmaker, obviously that gives them a better chance. Eric Fisher being down, um, really hurts the chiefs. And the, the thing that is, you know, I, I know people, uh, beat this point into the ground, but you know, Jeff Schwartz, who is our chiefs whisperer, who's as good, who's as plugged into how to defeat the chiefs as anybody, um, has been saying now for, for three years. And it's absolutely right. If you can get to Patrick Mahomes with three or four guys and drop everybody else, you have a chance of slowing that offense down, maybe, you know, into the low to mid thirties. Um, and now you take out, uh, Eric Fisher, that makes it more likely that that defensive front with, which is for real in Tampa has a chance to get after number 15 and not, but, and not allow him that extra, you know, 0.3 seconds to uncork the real deep ball to tie the right. kill. If you limit, those shots and then turn it into, and you also kind of think about specifically Travis Kelsey and to talk about what Jeff Schwartz says. Maybe we should just get Jeff Schwartz so I don't have to play middleman here, but, <laughs> and he can tell us all these things himself. But he has pounded the table now for three years. I know Tyreek Hill is great and everything else, all the weapons that they have, but Travis Kelsey is the difference maker for the Chiefs. Oh, man. Um, and as it happens, if you want, uh, uh, who is kind of built to kind of try to take Travis Kelsey away? That Tampa defense with those linebackers, um, combined with uh, with with the safeties, if they're all healthy and ready to roll, that kind of can slow down <sighs> Travis Kelsey. I guess I don't know. I mean, I look at that guy. Uh, I was talking about it. His over under for receptions was seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, that's it's insane for a tight end for a tight or any end. for or any pass catcher in a big game. And he had eight with six minutes left in the second quarter. I mean, he's just, uh, I, I now just watch the plays. I just watch his route because if Mahomes is dropping back, that's what, and the, the, he just needs a quarter of a second to get open. And uh, I want to talk about that. Is that the best wide receiver tight end combination we've ever seen? Tyreek Hill and, um, and Travis Kelsey. I think it is. Dave, I don't know what to put up against it. Witten and Dez. Edelman and Gronk. So that's the thing. So if you if you assign a number to these guys, Gronk is a nine or a ten, right? Mm -hmm. Edelman's a six, right? And the Ooh. all time, like I don't know. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? I know. I know. Edelman, it just Edelman doesn't wind up in the Hall of Fame. A five. What? Also, why? Wow, I think a, he does. I, I don't think, think he does. does. And by the way, just as Are a larger point, not to get away from the subject at hand, but I really do think that all these Patriots, Belichick included, but Edelman and everybody else. Their Hall of Fame bid is injured by Tom Brady doing this somewhere else. I think it kind of makes a case like, oh yeah, that was the reason this was all happening. You um, have no well It's kind of like USC in the in the mid-aughts. It's kind of like, well, who is really great? Who's the generational great and who is riding along? Matt Leinert was the passenger, as it turns out, and Reggie Bush was the engine. It's kind of that effect in New England at this point, not to ascribe all of the success for for two decades to Tom Brady, but it kind of is. Um, it's tough because Edelman, you, you remember big catches, right? Like, so that doesn't really factor in when, when yeah, they lay out stats at the end of, um, 
I like Edelman. I think big plays in the biggest moments in the sport are worthy of a, of a long look. A lot of people push back at the numbers, the regular season numbers for Edelman. And, and I can see it both ways. I kind of, because I believe in merit in the big spots, I kind of, to the chagrin of a lot of people, people get on me about that. I kind of think maybe he deserves a vote. Julian Edelman, but we can debate that. At 6,800 yards, 36 touchdowns. I mean, his numbers don't really support him up. being a Hall of yeah. Famer. But well, back to back chip. to my question. Yes. Who is, if it's not Edelman. Wes Chandler, Trump. Kellen Winslow. That's right, about so the only one I can come up with for you. I, I have that written down, but I think like, I think Kelsey's a uh, one or two spots better oh, yeah. than. I agree. Than, I agree. Like, I think, I throwing mean, out one greatest, day, I'll give you one. He's the greatest tight end of all time. King. Like, he kind of well, is, right? I'm trying to think. I don't like, see how, you, like, I, I mean, you, even you look at his numbers, but also like his, his big plays and big moments, and yeah. it, it, he's been around longer than you think, too. Like, he's been in the, what is it, nine years now? Yeah, you, th- yes, it's right around that. Yeah, he's been. So, uh, like, he's, I, you know, he kind of quietly, and he's such a, I don't know, he's, I love Travis Kelsey. He might be one of my favorite athletes I've ever, you know, interviewed or we rode a roller coaster together for a video once like Mm -hmm. last year after the, and this isn't, you know, I know that being a fun guy doesn't mean that you're a great football player, but I find something (laughs) I'm, (laughs) I'm a great football player. I'm a fun guy. I feel like there's something that, um, he's so easy to root for. And it's so, it's so nice that someone who's, um, you know, if you're that yeah. good, you don't have to be that nice to media. You don't have to be that conscientious. And the fact that he is, I just, I, I think is, um, very, enduring. I don't want to sell Gronk short. He was, he was, he's right up there with Kelsey. Yeah. And yeah, if yeah, you, yeah. you know, look, Dave, we play, you play fantasy, right? I mean, we, there was a couple of years where if you just took out his touchdowns, he still is the highest scoring tight end in the league. And he'd have like 17 touchdowns or something crazy. Sorry, well, I kind of forgot about Gronk. And I feel like he was getting mauled a lot more than Kelsey. Like I just yeah. by the nature of having to cover him. So if you go by like first downs, if that's a stat, it's probably even. But but to me, it's the pairing. I selfishly put Witten and Dez up there. I put uh, Novacek <laughs> and Irvin I don't know, Dave. Who else? Roddy White, Tony Gonzalez. I, I still you don't got Novacek, right? That's a, that's a great one. Um, wait, who'd you just go with, Roddy White? Uh, Roddy White and Tony Gonzalez. And Tony Gonzalez. All, yeah, all that, that, I, I think um, these all fall short of Kelsey and uh, and Tyreek Hill. Well, I mean, I I think you can even expand it then to pass catchers. Who's got the best duo of pass yeah. catchers you've ever well, seen? The, oh, well, then, then then there's a lot, yeah. I there's, mean, if you start getting into, I mean, if you really want to get in the way back machine and start talking about, uh, you know, John Mackey and uh, Raymond Barry, I mean, like, I don't yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. how you far get, back do you want to dig? You could get to, duos, duo wide receivers right now. There's, no, no, I'm talking about tight end. Like, if you go uh, with the old Baltimore Colts, but I mean, we're talking about 50, 60 years ago at that point. I don't so, know. I don't remember know. even hearing that they were uncoverable, like uh, some of these, right, uh, yeah, like no. the, the Kelsey's. And uh, uh, anyway, all right, let's break down that Kansas City Buffalo game. Um, to me, it's simple. Why the hell are teams kicking field goals against Kansas City ever? Why they? I mean, it's different if you're you catch their offense on a bad day, where like they were against Atlanta like a month ago. But that clearly wasn't the case. This offense was clicking. They were inspired by all the everyone saying, "Well, they haven't covered in forever." And oh, Mahomes is they shot Mahomes' toe up with God knows what. Uh, he didn't look any worse for wear. He was as good as he's ever been. Uh, I cleared him. You remember Tuesday? I broke news that he's playing. I yeah, cleared him. Yeah, thank you for that. By well, the way. I wouldn't that have was... done that if, if I didn't think he was ready, and he was. And mm-hmm. he played uh, at a very high level. 
And for God's sakes, why, Sean McDermott, are you going for a field goal when you know the Chiefs aren't done scoring? What the hell? What goes on here? I feel like what we saw yesterday from both the Bills coaching staff and the Packers, I really do feel like they got a little rattled under pressure. I feel like they made decisions that I'm not sure they would have made in regular season games. I mean, mm-hmm. I still I'm I know we're talking about the Bills. I cannot get over the single coverage um, touchdown at the end of the first. Like I, I you you're, it, it feels like there was some sort of come apart, you know, where like, you know, that if you're playing the Chiefs you're going to have to score touchdowns. That is the only possible way yeah. you can beat them. So you either have to go for it and you have to go big and be like, we might lose by a lot or we could win. It's not like we're going to win incre- by, by doing these small incremental moves. Like that's just how it is. And so I think you have to be willing to either take a huge loss at the risk of a bit of a win. Yeah, or, sure. Like, you know, it's just you, you, losing by less isn't going to make you look better against the Chiefs in this case. So you're funny. Still lose. They went up nine nothing because Hardman muffs the punt there and leads to it. But but all of a sudden, uh, time of possession was like thirteen minutes to three minutes, a minute into the first quarter, and it's like uh, now it's fourteen nine, and uh, and, and it's uh fourteen nine. The game was over. Like the, right. they're just not losing that game. I want to blame the field goals. They probably weren't going to catch up anyway. But to, Dave, I was talking about it yesterday. Does it pay to get this far as a coach? Because you're almost nine out of 10 times going to show how bad you are in game situations. I feel like we've heard about Sean Payton won a Super Bowl with the onside kick, Doug Peterson with the Philly special. Nine out of 10 times, it's a, co- it's a coach making a terrible decision. Um, I, I, it's dumb to say, is it worth it getting this far? But for God's sakes, every single week, we see something like that. Anyone who's played 10 minutes of uh, Sega Genesis or Madden knows is a bad call. And this was another one. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's sort of like we talked about last week that um, the the sad irony that the only people that don't know the truth about it, speaking of fo- a football game, the only human beings watching the game that don't know the correct call at any given time when there's a yellow flag on the field are the people that are going to make the call ultimately the referees. We all have the benefit of HD TV and we can mm-hmm. see like no you're you're screwing that call up ref and they're the only one. It's the same thing. The only people at this point in our Lord's year 2021 in our first month here in 2021, the only people that don't understand that you got to keep your foot on the gas are these handful of head coaches, you know, who who right. rump at the rest of us. But clearly that's the case. I almost wonder if uh, Andy Reid, when he had Chad Henney throw on that fourth down, I wonder what happens if Chad Henney throws that ball and it and it lands on the ground. What the fallout is of that? You know, would would we be saying like Andy Reid went too far? What if the Browns end up winning that game? I don't. Those. Oh, things, I think we'd be calling for it. We'd say that's nuts. The guy threw a floater of in it. Oh my God! They'd, they'd call his Hall of Fame credentials in the question. Well, we're we're everyone fans are idiots. So yes, but I think that but, would be the narrative. <laughs> what the, the magical coach, right? that should just be the whole podcast. Fans like every idiots. day we come on and we say fans are idiots. Thanks anyway. Just a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> what do you the think, magical dude? thinking required from Sean McDermott that um that the three versus going for a touchdown there was good because well now we're just two scores down. We're not we're we're down. It, it almost makes it it's more forgivable if 
the kicker hadn't missed the extra point because if, mm-hmm. if, the, if that makes it a one score game, theoretically, as you go in at halftime, like, well, it's a one score game. We just need a touchdown in the two point conversion. But even that requires um, yeah. some real optimism that the chiefs that you're going to somehow silence that offense in the second half is ridiculous. You just, Yeah. I mean, going forward now in the copycat league, now uh, a, another off season to really meditate on this. Is there any team out there you saw Tomlin not go for it when he should have. You saw Vrabel go for it when he or not go for it when he should have. There were examples just in these last few weeks. There's too here. many good things that could happen offensively in this day and age. To They're going to go, go for, for it, it now, right? Yeah. Aren't they? I mean, like every coach, it's going to become just the standard operating well, practice that think, you go for it. I would you think know that, right. you know that high school coach who um, never, never punted. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah never. Yeah. He, he, they won three state championships like statistically if you want to do this i feel like what ends up happening is that coaches galaxy brain themselves in terms of either going for it or not going for it and i feel like you either have to go for it all the time or not go for it all the time and now the numbers bear that out it's like you got to choose one or the other because if you mix it you're going to do the wrong thing and you're going to look like an idiot because everyone sitting at home is going to be saying never punt or, you know, why'd you punt? You know, like it, you, if, you love, have, yeah. if you have a party line where you're like, I'm Andy Reid and we always go for it. When you mess up, people will be like, oh, well, he's Andy Reid. He always goes for it. You, know, I guess. Like you, you need to That's protect right. yourself. This is our policy. And I love reading those articles about the high school teams that go for it. But you really it's do amazing. have right. you have to have the horses to do that. If, if the, right. the Chiefs could get away with it, probably at the end of the year, it wouldn't make much of a difference. Um, the Jaguars would lose by 45 points every game. I yeah, <laughs> but I, I'll say, you know, Charlotte's exactly right. I don't regret. I don't resent if you go to Vegas um, and for the weekend and you're with somebody who's like, uh, like I don't hit on 16 at right, the blackjack right. table. Like mm-hmm. as long as you do that the whole time, I don't yeah. what I can't, what I can't have is the back and forth. Like I feel good about this hand. No, no. You either do it every time or you never do it. Yeah. And I think that's right. Let me ask you this in terms of Twitter outrage, which everything should be ju- uh, based on, but no, I've seen a shift over the years, and I have a theory why it case. So fans are outraged at quarterbacks. Uh, I think the top three are quarterbacks, referees, and coaches. Mm-hmm. I think referees and coaches have jumped to one and two, and quarterbacks are third. It might be because of gambling. I think people don't want to admit that they're wrong and they back the wrong quarterback, and so it's immediate to get to blame. Uh, there and same with fantasy. Blame the quarter, the referee, or the coach. I feel like there's a shift of that. Either that, or coaches are worse than they were five years ago. Am I am I crazy? I th- what do you think? No, I think you're right that it has shifted to that. But I think it's almost simpler. I think that if you're a fan sitting at home, you identify way more with the coach or the ref. You think that if you were in the coach or the ref situation where you don't have to have a cannon for an arm, you would have made a better call. I think most people are not delusional enough to think that they could play quarterback in the NFL. So it's kind of like, oh, well, we'll leave that one up to the experts. But the refs and the coaches... I've played enough Madden or like I have instant replay on my TV. So right. I know what's right. I think it you feel much more. Um, and a lot of times you're kind of right. Like a lot of times there are coaching yeah. decisions where you're like, oh, I definitely would have made a better one there, even though you probably wouldn't because decision fatigue is very real. And if you're in it, it's very different from being relaxed at home in a different situation with your brain. So, but I think it's much more like you can relate to someone on the sidelines or watching 
much more than you can. To, That's true. You know, and also the, the, the excruciating slow motion details of the, the, the replays yeah. are not going to work in the ref's favor, right? Right. Bang and versus bang, bang plays. Uh, and especially ones that you can't like a pass interference that you're not going to be able I, to review. Now. I actually think it has to do with the the uh, the full QB saturation of pro football quarterbacks. Even the bad ones are all way better than than the crummy ones were 15 years ago. Right. It's hard to uh, shoot too many slings and arrows at the QBs when when they're all supreme performers yeah. at this point. The other side of that to play devil's damashek to that is, though, <laughs> I encourage you, nay demand that you take a tour around the Twitterverse on the banks of the three rivers, Sal, because there are a mm. lot of people very upset with the, the, the hall of fame QB that they have there and his unwillingness apparently to retire or otherwise, because there are a lot of people very upset that it's Tomlin. Yeah. And whoever else, but, oh yeah, there's a, there's oh, a QB yeah. where number seven there that people are very cross with. And apparently he's worse so then, than Bubby, Bubby Brister on his worst day. And this is holding back the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I think when the season is over, I could see it leveling out and like, oh, let's take a look at our quarterback. But game to game, maybe maybe this premise is wrong. But I just feel like when I'm looking at Twitter, it's like, and I'm as much to blame, referees, coaches, quarterbacks third but um you're also not seeing though to dave's point you're not seeing like a mark sanchez come in for washington you know that i feel like we haven't had a situation like that in you yeah. know oh, ta taylor, ta taylor, taylor heineke, heineke comes in and does okay i mean like it, it right. that should be that should pull the curtain back a little bit for everybody like if a guy can run out onto the field if justin herbert with uh with zero um, new, I know this was uh, feels like 27 years ago that Justin Herbert played in his I know, first I was like, game, Who? but <laughs> but um, but like yeah, uh, it should be an indication that it's not that hard because of the rules. I'm I I know I'll get uh, notes like not that hard. I understand it's hard to do well in pro football, but you you know what I mean. The the rules well, are now banked you. in that direction that it's hard that right. if you know I, yeah. I'm sorry, you get my point. Uh, hey, let's talk uh, right now, Fandle. Because they've been so good to us. And let's be good to them for a minute. You could celebrate the 55th edition of the big game. Oh, yeah. We have to say the big game. With exclusive 55 to 1 odds on FanDuel Sportsbook. If you've never tried FanDuel before, shame on you. New users can bet on either team. Get 55 to 1 odds when Tampa Bay takes on Kansas City. Five bucks gets you 275. Just pick the winner on February 7th. Uh, easy to use, easy to register, easy to deposit, easy to find your bet. You have live betting. You can place your bet fast during game. If you see like a trend you like, they have a great range of betting options, player props, futures, whatever you're looking for. FanDuel has a heap of options. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Use promo code extra points to get started. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code extra points. Uh, they got it all there. Boy, they had a million props up yesterday. I was I was getting dizzy. It was really the um, it was really the cheesecake factory menu where I just I just like here, just give me the grilled tacos and I'll be done. Like I've eaten grilled tacos. Come on, uh, Fanduel Sportsbook <laughs> now live in Michigan and Virginia. Welcome to the Fanduel fa uh, family right there. Promo code extra points to get started. That's Fanduel Sportsbook promo code extra points. Let's hit on this um, Super Bowl a little more. We read Brady's stats are insane. First of all, making the championship game 14 out of 19 years. That's my favorite. But 33 playoff wins is crazy. 
like Dave says, we take them out of the football discussion now. It's against other athletes. And then even then, I don't, Secretariat, do we go Brady against Secretariat, the horse, the triple crown winner? I mean, he I won feel that. like the, I honestly feel like at this point, Serena Williams might be the only one who has you oh, know, titles wise enough of a, uh, I, I, and if she, if she were to win more grand slams, it would come close. I think at this point, I mean, yeah. she's already like, but to me, it does seem to surpass Jordan right now. And she's the only other one up there where I'm like, oh, okay, that's, you know, maybe tiger. I ended up liking the second part of that documentary. I kind of, oh, I still feel th- I'm watching that today. All that's right. what I'm doing. I'm not going to spoil it. Today. I'm not going to spoil it. Don't tell me. I don't know. He, what wins, happens he wins the in masters. Real life. <laughs> he won the masters a couple of years ago. Had bad back problems. <laughs> DUI. Uh, yeah. Um, now Mahomes. 26 and one. He basically said, take your MVP, Aaron Rodgers. I don't give a crap. Remember me, I'm 26 and one. 26 out of 27 games. He has been, this is an insane stat. He's been to two Super Bowls before ever losing a game by more than one possession. Wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? Two Super Bowls. In that span, in the span of time that he's made it to two Super Bowls, he has not lost a game by more than one possession. What? By more than seven or eight points. Is that's that real? literally true. Wow, that's amazing. I read it. His last loss by what? more than one possession was 2016 versus Iowa State, which I don't even believe was a pro team. I think they're going back <laughs> to his college years. What the but hell? They did wear the Chiefs, but they did wear the Chiefs colors, which is weird. Oh, that's Iowa true. State. So maybe he knew what was uh, to come. Now, listen, we've talked about the breakdown of quarterbacks and, you know, coaches and what, what kind of referees involvement is going to matter in this Super Bowl. Um, but the thing everyone wants to know about is the color combination in this year's Super Bowl 55 or big game 55. Dave, take it away. Seems on the surface not too exciting. Red on red. But let's talk to Dave Damashek, our uniformant. Dave Damashek. That is so, so stupid. Snap. It reminds Snappy. me of the Magic School Bus theme song. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does. Dave, I think I know where you're going with this. Charlotte, do you do you know you do you predict Dave is gonna be happy or uh, displeased with the Super Bowl matchup. I don't know. I just know one fun fact about the uniform matchup that I'm intrigued to see how it affects his decision. Okay. What is it? Do you want to, maybe he's unaware of it. What is it? Dave, you want, you want to go first? Or do, you, do you want me to say my one fun uniform fact? That it's the exact same, um, whatever Pantone color. Yes, yeah. Pantone color. Yeah. That's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. That's all. I want to know what you think. So about this that. can't be good then. No, listen, it's nice when the two teams in a matchup share one color, an accent color. If one team, it's their primary color and the other team, it's an accent color. It can work, but we are plagued by red here. The only thing I can really say about this one is, and it's ironic given my generally sunny disposition, um, we need the skies to open in the Tampa St. Pete area and create a Mm. deluge so that this will be a visually compelling matchup as it is. The Buccaneers did exactly what they couldn't have done. I really, I, I did my best 
to implore someone with a sense of fashion in the Tampa Bay organization to do the right thing. Do like some of your forefathers have done. When you run the table as a wild card in road games, stick with that theme and stay white, and it would be better for our eyeballs as a result. If the Buccaneers, even though they're at home, would wear their white jerseys and mm. allow Kansas City to wear their red, it's a little bit more palatable. And in fact, it's it, it, it veers into being... Kind of nice as it is now. It's going to be a, a a red nightmare for three and a Wait, half so hours. It's I, I can't I, remember I, what Kansas City's road jerseys they, are. The white jersey with the red pants. That would have been something. I would even go so crazy. I I mean, this is this is really these are desperate times, and I I I don't know why the Buccaneers couldn't do this if they had to. A lot of people have let me know that they think that the Bucs should just go creamsicle. Mm -hmm. But we know that's not going to happen. Nah. And by the way, that would only be a marginal upgrade at that because we're still talking about two summer colors. So what mm. we're talking about here is you can't have the hot colors, orange versus red and all that kind of stuff. It's too much. It's very, it summons Nolan Ryan, Jose Cruz era, Houston Astros, that rainbow uniform. I like those. It's just not going to nah. work. Here's the, the thing. Maybe the Buccaneers, if they would go all pewter. Now, that's a disgrace. <laughs> Tom Brady, a 43-year-old man, shouldn't be dressed in head-to-toe pewter. But desperate sure. times, desperate measures. That's the only thing that can salvage this one, aside from a rainstorm, like I said. That would I, make it nice. What is the matchup right now? Like, what are the uniform? I can't... Red, red jersey, pewter pants, pewter hat against red hat, red pants. Too much red. Wait, and wait, wait. But, but the Chiefs are wearing white on top? Yeah, white jersey. Okay, sure. okay. Here's the thing. The... <laughs> <laughs> and people get very cavalier about this stuff. And who cares? Listen. Cavaliers are orange. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, uh, here's well, yeah. Here, these these Super Bowl highlights. I This is a crazy thing. I know. It makes me an obsessive weirdo. But I hate <laughs> that Emmett Smith, when he breaks the all-time rushing record, is playing the Seattle Seahawks. And now, I, when it happened... I was with, if I'm not mistaken, I was with Sal maybe yeah. when that was broken. Mm. And I remember in the moment commenting and Sal being a little cross with me for it. Maybe I'm just, I've created this in my brain. But I feel like you were, I was like, eh, but now we're always going to have to see the highlights in those weird, shiny <laughs> um, seafoam Seahawks uniforms. And that stinks. And it's the same thing as the Steelers in Super Bowl 40. It's hinder that the that those memories are damaged by those terrible Seahawks uniforms. Same thing. One of the you were trying Super to take away from Emmett Smith's big moment. That's probably why I was cross with you. I was like, why do we have to go right to uniforms here? Just broke one of the great records in football. All right. It also proves that all records are do not categorize somebody as the greatest to ever do it just because they have the most. Um, That's but, true. But anyhow, take that, Tom Brady. Yes. <laughs> um, the uh, and, and and similarly, one of the great Super Bowls of all time is Super Bowl 49 from start to finish. Patriots, Seahawks, obviously Malcolm Butler ends it. Oh, the shame of, of it is, is that when you <laughs> when you look at when you look back at the highlights, it's so dreary. It's so it, it, it's like a, a film noir oh, wow. of, of football or something. It's it's all Navy, Navy everywhere. Blah, it's so boring. <laughs> I don't like this. These highlights are with us forever. We watch NFL films forever in be better days when John Facenda would voice it over for us. But nevertheless, we're going to see these highlights forever. And now we have this stinker to look at. Where every you know, time I you wonder, see it, it's going to be like, ah, he's terrible. Red on red, blech. 
I wonder if we're close to being able to create our own highlights. Like you could, you could change much like you can on, like I mentioned, Madden. You could change the uniforms as you're watching histor historical clips, like you said. Uh, no, it's probably not going to happen. All right, Charlotte, you are not, you don't have the gravitas of the uniform, but what are your, now that you know the matchups, what are you, what are your thoughts on the colors? Well, I hate, I hate when it's like, uh, I, what it hot colors when it's like, you know, an orange or a, like the Browns chiefs was offensive to me. Um, mm -hmm. I really hate when it, like I, th I thought Bill's chiefs was one of the most pleasing matchups I've seen in a long time. I loved mm -hmm. it. Um, but the one, the one very, reason, very uh, AFC NFC Pro Bowl of a uh, of uh, yes. yeah. of yes. yesteryear when the one yes. team wore red. Yeah, right. Which I kind of which I'm into. I like that. Um, I like the contrast. Um, but I do think that the one thing that saves us a little bit for me is that it is the exact same color. For me, what drives me the most crazy is if it's like a slightly more orangey red versus slightly more purpley red. I hate it so much but if it's the same red and you've got the bottoms red and then the tops white and then the tops red and you know you've got gray the gray kind of bothers me i but i do think that because it's the same color it won't be quite as bad as it could have been charlotte gets it that's all i can tell you she got that exactly right thank you uh, well no one I ever says that can we just clip that off <laughs> Dave saying we it would be way worse if it was not the same red. That is what really ruins it. You want to yes. hear my take? Because I think I have a pretty like an in depth um, look at what what you guys just said. Uh, wait, little, yeah, little everybody get everybody get real comfy in their chair. Here Ready? comes well, here come comes Sal the curmudgeon. Here we go. Here uh, we go. I feel like I gave you a nicer intro than that, but I'm gonna know. I'm no curmudgeon here. I'm gonna say it doesn't matter. I knew you were going to say Who that. Cares? I knew you were going to do cares? that. Who the the hell cares? Who cares what the uniforms look like? Who cares what the highlights look like? I look at the ball. I look at what the play. Oh my God. Who cares? Sal's a football man. I care about I'm sorry, GQ. This is GQ. Sal's a football man. Yeah. Who cares? Dave, remember what it looks like? What are you talking about? Dave, I guarantee, remember when Fox highlighted the hockey puck because people had trouble seeing the puck? I guarantee you hated that, right? Because you want to watch what's on the ice. You follow the puck in your mind. Yes. You don't need to see anything essential. I don't care if they're out there, but just wearing their pads. Give me a break. Now, give me, I'll tell you this, though. That would be wild. Let's try it once. Just, Let's try it once. Just everybody just like in their the pads lingerie football undershirt. league. Beautiful. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I, I love to extend that logic to, to other things. Like, would you be all right replacing Michelle Pfeiffer in every movie that she's been in with a homely person? I mean, like, of course it matters what they no, look she like. No, she stays. She stays, <laughs> but I don't care that she's wearing <laughs> she's wearing uh, Marshalls or Forever 21. She stays. Tom Brady's still See, in the game. This is where I differ I completely, Sal. Clothes, clothes matter. Oh, no, you don't. This, you but don't this is, no, but listen, this is like my Tom Brady argument, is that I need uniforms to matter and I need clothes to matter. Otherwise, I can't justify the amount of money I've spent on them over the years. All right, okay, maybe. What I, are you I, talking about? You look at it for three and a half hours and not just in this Super Bowl, but for four months every year. The, uh, the the notion that it doesn't matter is is just it doesn't beyond, matter. No one's not going to watch because of the uniform. It. It's like I it's neither here nor there. Even though I'm going to look at it, I'm going to look right. at Fashion it. Nihilist. When you say it does, when you say it matters, is one person in the country out of tens and tens of millions of people watching and around the world going to say 
nope, don't like this color combination. Goodbye. I'm going to watch uh, Bridgerton. I guarantee no you there's one person. There's not there are one. millions of people. Let's find them. If there is somebody, please, please, please write into the extra points gang at gmail.com. Yeah, if there you're listening isn't. to this and you are not going to watch the Super Bowl because it of the matters. uniforms, let us know. See you at the red carpet day. I will say this is this has been a success. If for no other reason, we got to hear Dave say the words pewter and deluge. So <laughs> A plus. <laughs> and I think I like that there's something offensive to you, Dave, about a 43-year-old man having to wear gray. <laughs> like something offensive is he builds his life around it. He hates That's it. beneath him, isn't it? He's like this is as gray? accomplished uh, uh human being in the history of the sport. And we're gonna throw him out there in pewter if we yes. have to. Pewter. Yes, because it'll look all right. You know what? It would look nice, but uh, uh fine. All right. I, I, <laughs> the one who's wrong here is not me. It's the curmudgeon Sal. Who I'm not a curmudgeon. Who's once I say again I don't care provided the, the bona fides for all the all the football men out there. Like I don't care about football. That's oh I don't. How do I, I football can't imagine man, <laughs> when the Penguins won? You're the Stanley curmudgeon. Cups, Everybody needs to be dressed a certain they, way. They wore metallic Saints gold instead of the true Pittsburgh black and gold that you see on the Steelers. Um, but the Penguins, they devoted and they won Stanley Cups in that. And I can tell oh, you honestly on. that while they were winning Stanley Cups, it distracted me and it upset me a little bit. And I would think <laughs> as they're lifting the Stanley Cup or in game seven against the Detroit Red Wings, I, I would think to myself periodically, I wish they were in the real Pittsburgh black and gold, not in this. Ugly You're the curmudgeon, not me, not me. Get, get I can't your, help. My eyes your, aren't going to lie to me. They tell get me your what army I need. fatigues on young man. Get your affairs in order here. What, what do you think this is? Come on. Who cares what they're wearing? Cares. I'm betting over unders for uh, receptions. I don't care what they're. I didn't say it impacts the result. I just say it impacts my enjoyment Uh, of the result. Just yours, and you'll you'll probably watch the game. You'll watch the game. I didn't say I won't watch. That's why that's (laughs) the point. I have to. I'm going to watch. That's my point. I want it to look nice for my eyes, and that's why I go back to. I was promised Muck and Meyer in the title games. I got none of it. I demand now that the skies open on this Super Bowl to make it jazzy. All right. And that's the deluge you spoke of, right? All right. I'm good. I'm good with the skies opening. Very biblical. Guys, I think we need to take a water break. I really do. I'm exhausted. Let's do it. I'm so tired. Crown Royal believes being a royal (laughs) fan this season means staying safe, generously supporting your community, and drinking responsibly while rooting on your team. That's how to crown your game day. My Crown Royal Athlete of the Week Dustin Poirier, yes, I'm saying it right. He went in there. He disposed of Conor McGregor. I had him. I rarely take an underdog in his uh, pugilistic affairs, but I did. Dustin Poirier was almost a two and a half to one underdog. The diamond went out there and he kicked the crap out of Conor McGregor. Literally, well, not literally, but he kicked that leg. Actually, mercilessly kicked the front leg of Conor McGregor and then opening up and creating space for a second round flurry, completely dominating him. McGregor, after the fight, said his de- his leg was completely dead. Just like your career, Connor, step aside, Dustin Poirier. Yes, made me money, and he's my crown royal athlete of the week. Charlotte, who's yours? My crown royal athlete of the week is not a winner, um, but he's not a loser. It's Josh Allen, who I think made the most impressive jump from one year to the next that I've ever seen a quarterback make. Um, the Bills went 13 and three. They won 
the AFC East. They brought playoff games back to Buffalo. Sure, they didn't make it to the big game, but um, I think that Josh Allen deserves a whole lot of um, a whole lot of respect. I also think that if he can make a jump like he did from one year to the next, then this Bills team is going to be um, formidable for years to come. And I know that Dave's about to make fun of me for saying that, but um, <laughs> I think it's important to shout that out. And I hope that Bills fans, if you're sad, I hope you're also like, okay, well, at least we don't have to deal with being a part of Tom Brady's narrative. For it's this America's one. team. He shouldn't shout it down at all. I'll say this, Charlotte. I don't know of, I think you're right. I think we'd have to look this up. Has there been a bigger jump? And Dave, you've championed this um this uh, narrative from what is it? Third year to fourth year. Mm-hmm. I, I get rookie to second year. We've seen it. Right. Right. That, that makes sense. This is three to four. Right. I don't think we've seen. Um, or is it? Is this two to three? three? Two this to three? is year three for Josh. Allen. No, no, it's, it's two, two to three. three. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think she's, she's onto something there. Well, uh, listen, your pal, Tony Romo, uh, has joined. I mean, he's, he's unique and has been great up in the booth, but he's fallen into the same trap that every broadcaster does as a team season ends in pro football and generally in most sports as the losing team watches the clock tick down on their season. Tony Romo got into it again, like the same thing as he did last week, um, in the same stadium, uh, the, the, the Cleveland Browns don't don't hang your head. The future is so bright. You're going to be right back here next year. Then says the exact same thing about the it's Buffalo true. Bills. They're going to be, be right back here. Teams. That's fine. Everybody can't be back every time to every situation but the that Browns they just and got the Bills back to. Can, Dave, Maybe. why not those two teams? Why not? I, because that, that because you can only inhabit the same level. Okay, the Cleveland Browns will get to the divisional round next year, and the Bills are going to get to the championship round next year. It's the same logic as this young man has multiple Lombardi trophies. You got to say something, Dave. But you got to give those fans in their in their hour of need. You got to be like, hey guys, don't despair. Yeah, and also well, it's here's the end a- of the game. And Dave, maybe you don't understand the uh, beauty of filling time. I mean, I, just because you're not able to do it. Um, these broadcasters somehow uh, have to do it. They have to put it True. together. I, I don't think that's too much of You know what would have been interesting? If Tony <laughs> Romo would have devoted 60 or 90 seconds to discussing the uniform matchup upcoming. That's true. Um, He's calling the game. Would... He's got time. The CBS has that, the game, right? That that's exactly right. Yeah. Here's something that provides excitement for the people in Foxborough licking their wounds right now, wondering if uh, Bill Belichick was the passenger to Tom Brady driving a, a championship car for all those years. And all over Football America, we talk about QB saturation all the time, that there are good, viable options for you at sport's most important position here in 2021. And before you know it, things will kick off in the regular season of 2021. And I think that we may, and this might sound hyperbolic, we've had the QB carousel spin fast and hard in uh, in the recent years, but I suspect we have yet to see it spin as fast as it will, it will spin this offseason. Matthew Stafford now is out on the market. Deshaun Watson, maybe two. I've made a list for you. Two are fixed in Miami. We don't know. Jimmy G, is he going to stay in San Francisco? Derek Carr, uh, Cam, Big Ben, is he going to stay? Sam Darnold, Jameis, Aaron Rodgers, is he really going to move? I don't know about that one. Golf questions there in uh, in Los Angeles. Um, Dak, Matt Ryan, maybe they draft his replacement and he could move. I think we're going to see double-digit quarterbacks Whoa. moving across pro football 
And um, this is exciting, and that's why I'm going to make all the quarterbacks who are jumping on the QB carousel here and now my athlete of the week. Wow. Because it's going to make – only one team gets to be happy. You see? You see Steelers fans, all this belly aching about that? You think Bills fans are happy today? You think Packers fans are any happier than you are, Steelers fans? Settle down. Only one team gets to be happy. The future is bright, though, for all those teams that are about to swap out their QBs. Even if it's phony optimism, you're going to have a reason to get excited because Matthew Stafford may land in mm. your backyard, for all you know. Wow. I don't. I, I hope you're not right. I mean, if, I hope it's not 12. I, I don't I don't want this turning into the NBA where you got to buy a new jersey every 4 months for these guys. Maybe it's going to be, isn't it going to be 10? No, nah, it's going to be like I mean, count it, them it, up. It doesn't have to be. It could still uh, not not that we've seen a year like this before, but I think it's I'm gonna between I'm going to get flashcards out to rate who's who's on which team, you know, Matt <laughs> yeah, Stafford right. turn it over. It's all well, standard, well, you know for a fact that Jacksonville's going to have a different starter. Well, if you're, yeah, a couple teams so always one. draft quarterbacks. Yeah, sure. There's, there's and, then if you, and then if you put in Zach Wilson or Justin Fields in in with the Jets or yeah. Deshaun Watson, then that means Sam Darnold is somewhere else. And is he starting wherever he goes? Maybe it, not. I mean, it may, makes a lot of sense to say, saying Sam Darnold down to Houston and with uh, with a bevy of first rounders in exchange for Deshaun Watson, I sure. think that I think that's the way this thing's going. to The Stafford turn out, thing, we know he's going to a different team, right? He's cut ties with Detroit, but I don't think there's as many suitors as people think. I think there's like three teams that, first of all, it's a twenty million dollar cap hit in a year where the cap is being lowered, right? So I think three teams are in the mix, and you just keep talk, hearing about the Colts. And it's far funny with Aaron Rodgers. As a Cowboys fan, it's been floated like, uh, oh, Rogers back with McCarthy. What do you think? What do you think? I'm like, I'll stop. And I'm like, oh boy, that would be fun. No, I, I was, think I he that. would not I go there. Aaron Rodgers would, would not go. Play I know. He would. I don't think he would either. I don't think he would either. The place yeah, for him is one. San Francisco. That's now I'm hearing it San Francisco. Sense. Yeah. Right. Right. I think he stays. I think, I think he stays in Grand, though. He did say he doesn't know, but. I'll tell you one thing. There's one thing we can count on, and that's that the Patriots are going to start the 2021 season with Jared Stidham. So it, it does seem that way. Everybody it? enjoy no. that. Yes, I guarantee. I would bet. I will bet a lot of money. Okay, this I'll, is going to be. I'll your bet first you on bet? whatever you want that that's not the case. There's no okay. way. Bill okay. Belichick now definitely, definitely. No, if he gonna, didn't he, need it you this don't year, get it, Dave. He's going to double down on being more Belichick than it. he was before, and he's going to be like, "I can do it with Stidham," and then he's not going to make the playoffs again. It could be, but it might, he could double down, and, and it could not be Stidham. Also, you know what I mean? He could, he could. I, I, I don't know. It it's going to be Stidham. It's going to be Jared Stidham. Well, you know who was right all along, Dave Damashek, about this. I said Bill Belichick, what he should do, and then he signed Cam, and I said I don't love this move for Belichick. If he would have rolled with Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer and gone seven and nine or six and ten or whatever, everybody would say. Yeah, but he had to go with Jared Stidham. So what was he gonna? What was gonna no, happen? They would have said he, he did didn't this with Cam. Now it's kind of like, ooh, this is a bad look for Belichick. Brady leaves and he falls on his face. At least if he said, yeah, but we were running with Jared Stidham. What did you want? From I him? know, but he, how many times are you gonna get away with this? Yeah, we don't draft uh, skill position players. Well, we, yeah, no, we don't start with a quarterback that anyone cares about. Like eventually, yeah, it's no, like, we hey, trade down. We're look at us. Look yeah, how good we are. I, I don't think he can I, afford to do that. We're anymore. not that. Good. I think. I think. And Romo said this too, by the way, Sal. And I'll tell you, Romo, with a subtle shutout, a shout out that uh, we've talked about, he said about like five, six weeks ago, 
in in the midst of a blowout against the Bucs, he said, oh, you know what? Tom Brady and that offense has figured something out here in the second half here. They're going to they're gonna be in good shape going forward here. You watch out for this team. It was weird. I'm, mm. I, I don't know what he saw, and I would love to ask him, or Sal, you could, uh, you could right, go ask. between. Ask him about the uniforms first, and then secondly, ask him about that. What did he see <laughs> that made him think that the future suddenly became bright I Ain't think it's that. like city slickers and he'll just turn around like Curly and say, it's the one thing that I saw and you got to figure it out. It's you that has to figure it out. And it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's seems a movie a, with the seems unnecessary to play a game. That's exactly like that, right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was our crown royal water break, believe it or not. <laughs> Moderate your drinking on game day. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. For more tips on how to crown your game day, visit at crown royal on Instagram. All right. We've gone on uh, quite, quite a bit here. Uh, let's wrap things up. Charlotte, Charlotte, why can't I say your name today? You're at the Wilder Things. Where the hell else are you at? What else is going on? I'm currently in an Airbnb um, mm -hmm. because we're doing some cool stuff next week. And uh, for Fox Digital, I'll be in a studio. So um, it'll be nice to do some cool interviews from a place that's not my home. Um, and then we won't have to stare at this hideous piece of Airbnb wall art, but it's <laughs> I like a, it's it. a, I, I'm having a great time in my little Airbnb. It's very cozy. I'm um, digging it. Will you give anyone yeah. a clue? Is it in bubble rock? Is it in the bubble rock facility or do they make you travel further? I don't want the people to get too excited. <laughs> I got but you. it's in the same city that you guys are in. So oh. maybe, maybe if I can not get COVID, from traveling and finish out this quarantine, we can, uh, you know, stand very far away from each other outside and meet in person for the that first time That would be something ever. special. So right now we're probably about 15 miles away from each other. Mm -hmm. You're saying even closer than that. It could happen. Wow. Yep. All right. Yep. At the Wilder Things, check her out. She's written about Tom Brady begrudgingly. She something new and different. Nice job. The, uh, it's a really stained with tears. You can see it in the article. You can see yeah. the uh, Thank you for tears. reading it, Sal. Thank you for the clip. Of course, Dave at Damashek. That's correct. And uh, if we do catch up at that Airbnb, I promise I will wear the same Pantone shade of uh, turquoise that is in that <laughs> painting behind <laughs> you there. Thank so you. at least, uh, at least we have that. I appreciate that. that. Uh, yeah, Sal says it. Minus three um, was great last week and uh, yeah. presumably will be again. But uh, look at Damashek, or better yet, at minus three pod, the words minus three pod, and track it down because Eddie Spaghetti, uh, New York Giants lover, attempts to make a case for why, if Ben Roethlisberger is definitely going to the Hall of Fame, then obviously Eli Manning is a lock, and there's no question about it. That alone, find that clip on social media because it'll right. give you a good chuckle because it's uh, it the logic is uh, strained at best. Minus three is great. These guys are going at it. Eddie, uh, spaghetti and meatballs. They do the Steelers. Uh, they do the Penguins and Islanders. Uh, meatballs. Good series by the blue shirts, uh, spaghetti. Better luck next time. I'm going under five and a half in the Isles, uh, Isles game, or Caps game, meatballs. What do you think? Goaltending's been really good. Uh, like well, that? the Islanders can't score currently, so good. it sounds like a lock. Okay, under five and a half it is. Uh, you can't lose them all. That's my book. It's out tomorrow. That's ridiculous. Hell yeah. Um, I can't wait to read it. Comes out tomorrow. Thank you. I'm on Jimmy Kimmel Live tomorrow night. How <gasps> I got no that way! book in. How'd you do that? How'd you pull that one off? I don't know. I, my so agent, when do you need us to zoom in? My Yeah, you guys are going to come in at the very end. We're going to talk uniforms and stuff. But uh, Can you yeah, get me in the green room? 
<laughs> I, I so. heard it's a blast. <laughs> it is fun. You know, I grew up. It's so funny. I'm going to tell Jimmy. I watched his show. I snuck into his green room, and that's how I first watched the show. No, there's so many uh, people who have said that. <laughs> if but anyway. you don't go in there with a chest tattoo of Jimmy Kimmel to pay it forward, oh, you're I right. remember in, in the year 1999, Right. And we were working on a, uh, a K uh, on a, actually Fox sports to bring it all. Look at that. How everything right. uh, comes together. Fox sports. We were writing on a trivia show together and you were like, my cousin is on David Letterman tonight and he is the biggest Letterman fan ever. And then we all watched it. Um, and Jimmy took his shirt off and showed that he had a Letterman tattoo mm -hmm. on his chest. I expected you do the same thing. You know what Mark. was the saddest part of that is? That was the time he was on the first time and he had the same gimmick. He had this Letterman tattoo, obviously not real, but took hours to apply and uh, he was bumped. Back then you got bumped. <laughs> you got bumped a lot more than you do this year. They didn't really know how to time segments back then. So oh if you went God. long with Charles Grodin, it's like, hey, sorry, kid, <laughs> come back in uh, six weeks or something. I know you live on the opposite coast, but try to make That's it work. Incredible. So yeah, but uh, reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember you're all our favorites. See you Wednesday.